Welcome to Scent 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Hey everybody, we're back at it and happy to be here. Matt, how you been? Doing good, man. As best as I can expect. You know. Yeah, and more than you can expect too, because you told me a story that we have not yet revealed where you got a chance to put to work what God is trying to do with all of us who are talking and listening on Scent 315. Share with everybody how you were able to share the Lord with your friend. All right. On the topics of being sent, my neighbor... Um, is someone that clearly God put on my heart to begin ministering to. And it's really neat because he moved in, I don't know, six months ago, and he's a military guy in the Navy. He's going to be here till 2005, 25, sorry. He is heavily into Volkswagen and Audi and modifying cars like I am. So we're both like working in the garage. We both get along really well. And so I, I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to lead him to the Lord. I'm not only going to lead him to the Lord, I'm going to lead his wife to the Lord. Well, a month goes on and we're like moving friendship stuff and he invites me to go to Irwindale with him for a car show. So this is like two hours each way of uninterrupted time to talk. So on the way up there, I just tell him, I said, look, you know, you know what I believe, you know, I'm going to church, you know, I believe in God and all these different things that I've been kind of seeding to you. I would not consider myself a friend if I didn't tell you that there's a God that loves you. And I could sense that he was so soft and ready already. I said, there's a God that loves you. And there's a whole system that's been set up. Jesus came, died on the cross. I told him the whole evangelism story. And I thought, maybe I'm just going to plant another seed and then it's going to go on. He goes, by the end of the ride, he didn't want to get out of the car without accepting Christ as a savior. So we went through, <laughs> So it was really cool. We went through this thing and, and, and we're driving up and there's probably 40 cars with us and they're going by in traffic or us as a big group. And here we are talking about the Lord and things of salvation. And I would have never, ever had the courage to do this or to reach out and just take the shot if it wasn't for Linda's podcast. So... Linda Kiros? No, Linda Hoffman's oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is sometimes it's just one little thing that will motivate another person to cross the line, and then the fruit is tremendous. So now I have a baby Christian next door to me that's wife is not saved, but he yeah. really wants his wife to be saved. So he keeps planting seeds, but he's not a pusher, but he keeps calling me and say, hey, how, what, what, would I, what should I say in response to this? What should I say in response to that? And I just keep preaching love. You just got to keep loving her and keep like, like be a better man to her. Mm. Be, be a better man. Be a better husband. Be a better father. I know you're already a great one of these, all of these things, but if you improve on these things, nobody can say that there wasn't a, a radical change at that point in your yeah. life, and they're going to want that. So it was really neat. Is live a life that demands questions. That. Yeah, so that's number four. That's total number four in my life of leading people to the Lord, personally one-on-one -on -one like that. Yeah. So it's not, for me, it's a huge chunk. It's a huge win. It's a huge let's go because it's literally 25% of 
the people that I've led to the Lord yeah. personally. Well, and the thing is, is, is we talked about, you were involved in international uh, television that was all evangelistic and everything, so you don't know the impact that you right. had. But what it says to me is you're not this, you're not Billy Graham touring all over the world, and so nobody could be like you. You're a guy, yeah. and you just wanted to. A Jesus lover. Mind. Yeah. And, and someone that couldn't bear to see their friend not in heaven. Yeah. And that's really what it came oh. down to, is I could not bear to be working on cars in heaven without him or whatever. So I just couldn't stand that thought. And that was greater than my fear yeah. of being rejected. That was greater than my fear of being uncool. And I love it. I just love it. I just want a thousand more stories like that. Amen. You know, this family that we have, this Sent 315 family, I just want to hear more and more and more of that. Because you can tell by your tone what satisfaction and joy it brought you. Yeah. Right? For and real. That sounds like Ryan Rebold to me yeah. on his episode where he shared that vision he had of people saying, why didn't you tell me? And well, they that were walking me too. out of heaven. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. This is why I invited my friend Alex Harmon on because I have heard stories through a third party. We have a mutual friend. He plays drums with you and he runs trails with me. And he goes, dude, you got to have Alex on. You got to have Alex on because of... Um, just who he is and what he does. Alex, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Oh, thank you. Pleasure to be here. Really glad you're here. You know, the thing that hits me, like with Matt's story and stories I've heard about you behind your back. Wonderful. <laughs> is that God builds us a certain way and puts us in certain situations where we're the one that God is called to do whatever, what Matt got to do or plant seeds or minister to the needs of people, and that we don't have to compare ourselves to anybody else. We just have to be obedient when he puts us in those situations to do what he's called us to do. Absolutely. Now, you have uh, shared another friend with me. And I wanted to have him on the show last year, and he got real, real sick, and he didn't get to come on. Mm -hmm. And that's about Harold Brown, Pastor Harold Brown in heaven. He's part of our cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. I think. Yes. And he just inspired a lot of us to help people who are experiencing homelessness, who are struggling with alcohol abuse and drug abuse, and you're mixed up in that right now, right? Been discipled by the man. Yeah, yeah, I've had that privilege of watching him and him telling me things that made me stop and pay attention to what I was saying, what I was thinking, what I was doing. And then he led the way and said, follow me. Mm. And that was a privilege. I can only count it as that. But it was a God privilege that I come to know he's in control. Let's start off at the beginning of your eternal life. How'd you meet Jesus? When did you give your life to him? And what was that journey like? Way back then, I had been in trouble as a youth. My mother said to a judge, I can't help him anymore. You got to do something with him. So I was made to stay in juvenile hall when I was like 14. And I had a sister who had become a Christian in high school, and she brought me a Bible, and she shared Jesus with me. And I can't tell you what she said or shared all those many years ago, but I knew it was a truth I never heard before. And so it was at 14 that I, I said a prayer, 
oh God, God, if you get me out of this, <laughs> <laughs> I promise. And I went through those struggles and those trials, 14, 15, and I spent like months. And then to a 14, 15 year old, that's years. Forever. Yeah, yeah forever in, in juvenile hall. But coming out of that, I went to a Christian high school. My, my mom promised she would put me in if I would change. So I made that commitment and decision. So my junior, senior year, I did get an education about Jesus and the life that I should be living. And I would say I followed it, but I still had such a earthly, fleshly lifestyle that, that I call myself a Christian, but yeah, not so much <laughs> was I living it. At the outside looking, you could say, oh, he's got a wife and kids and through my 20s and I'm getting married. 17 years was married and I was actually a deacon in a probably the largest church in Long Beach at the time. And my wife, after 17 years, says, um, I'm done with this thing. I don't like you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know who you are anymore. I don't like who you've become. And through those trials, I kind of flipped God off and said, I hate you. You're not a God of love. How dare you lead me into this mess? Well, Can you hear the words coming out of yeah. my mouth? Oh, wow. Man. But that was the heart condition that I had. Yeah. And I just got angry and I got so angry, in fact. I went through the doctor's remedies at mm. first, where they give you little pills, medication. Oh, you're depressed. Here, take this. Oh, you're ADHD. You need this. And that sent me on a whole nother journey with medications that I never experienced before in my life. So with that, I ended up losing my house, losing the kids to having her and just going, running amok. If you want to call it wine, women, and song, hey, I conquered that. Mm. That's That was my adventure, which... You know, I don't recommend it to anybody, but I had to go through that to get to my end, to get to the end of self. And and probably 2005, I got arrested with crystal meth because that's how far my journey had gone down, yeah. away from God in the opposite direction. But I had a real estate license and I was doing loans and I was I, I needed to have that to keep my sustenance. So... I went through the judge's process to get that off my record, but I couldn't stay away. I was hooked to that life. I was in bondage. Can we call it that? Yeah, I know. It's, it's <laughs> That's true. what it is. Well, you, I was in bondage. And I have my sister, again, show up my life. She moved to Colorado Springs at the time. She says, Alex, I see what you're doing. I see the method in which you're doing it, and it's not going to help you. Just get out of here. Come live with me for a while. But I don't have a job out there. I, I, I That's not what I do and, and all the excuses. Right. But I finally came to the end and I said, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try it. All I needed to do was get out of L.A. and find a different lifestyle. And the first season it snowed. Oh, it was bliss. It was just, I got a new life. This is cool. But as all things, I still didn't surrender my life. I found beer drinking was okay as long as I didn't do it in excess. So I had that little crutch. And still didn't go seek God, still didn't have a family of believers around me, but I had my bar friends. And that led to, guess what? Finding it out there. Back, yeah. Back to the same stuff. And this time it was much worse. I had met a friend and he kept telling me about his 
His old lady, he would call her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his old lady. And she's in prison right now, but she's getting out. We're going to have this party, and you got to come. So oh, I said, okay. This doesn't sound good. Oh, see, it just sets you up, doesn't it? Yeah. But I said, okay. And I came to this party. And now, I'm going to tell you, I said no to her for two years. Fresh, she's fresh out of prison. She's looking at me. And she. I'm going, man, what about this gal of yours? He goes, yeah, well... We're not married. We just have a kid together. She lives in the bottom of the house. I live in the top of the house. Two-story, tri-level kind of place. And I want to tell you, I said no to her for two years being proud, but eventually I gave in to that, that sexual desire, and I met with her, and we got together, and she was an IV drug user. So she taught me how to stick a needle in my arm. I don't know how I got to that place. I really don't understand but I can look back and see it, all the avenues and the wrong moves and the wrong choices that I made to get there. But now you're deeper. You're really hooked on something that you can't get away from. What do you do? What did you do? I had a brother who came through East County Transitional Living Center, and he would call me, oh man, he would call me at the right times all the time, mm. right when I'm about to go do something dirty. He'd go, hey, Alex, I know what you're doing. You got to get out of there. I said, well, how do you know? <laughs> As I'm driving down the road, my, my truck's sliding sideways in the snow because it's bald tires because you can't afford the tires. You can barely afford the gas. Are you hearing that? Yeah. You just, you look in the mirror and go, how'd you get here? Yeah. And having the prize for help. God help me. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. But yet I turn right back around and go back to the vomit. This is fresh in my head right now, as we call it, yeah. and the darkness that I was surrounded. But to bottom line this story, there was a day of reckoning where we were having an argument. You know what the argument was about? I can't wait to hear. Who, who got more of our favorite pile of sin? You got more than me. No, I didn't. Yeah. Next thing I know, a brick's coming right on my truck as I'm trying to drive away. Just, I'm a fleer. I don't like fights. My whole life, I'm a runner. When the situation gets heated, where's Alex? Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I left that day. It was a Sunday. And I heard loud and clear as I cried for God. I just, get me out of here. And I heard, go to your sisters. That was March 23rd, 2009. That was the last time I had stuck a needle in my arm, and it just wasn't getting me high anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, this was my prayer when I finally got here. After all the excuses of trying still not to get here. Yeah. Who's going to take my truck? I'll take care of it. Who's, what about my bed over here? And, and my stuff at this girlfriend's house over here? And, oh, my sister was taking care of it, hanging out, waiting, making sure I was taken care of. And then, well, who, who's going to pick me up at the airport? Well, she called my son. My son lives in L.A. And, and we hadn't been talking because he doesn't like dad. He's not happy with dad and the choices dad made, but he was willing. He goes, okay, I'll wow. pick him. If he's going to get clean, I'll go. I'll take him. And, he and my son showed up and took me, and that was a blessing. But my prayer was like this, and I hope listeners have it here to hear this, because it's weird. It's a weird fleshly prayer, but it, it was from my heart. I said, God, I like to get high, and I can't stop. But if you will, if you're able, mm -hmm. 
and you can use this thing. And my life at that moment was in such chaos. But as I surrendered every day a little more, he was speaking to me. He would speak to me in the Proverbs in the morning. See, you go to this place in Dolzura and they make you read your word. <laughs> 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 and and the, the first day there, he spoke so loud and clear to me. Proverbs 14, 14, it was the 14th day. It was the day after Easter that year. Because I remember going up on a Sunday, Easter Sunday. And there were two men who were the dissension words that come out of people's mouth where they're just, they're, they're, they spread the poison and your spirit kind of agrees with it. Yeah, this place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to leave too. I don't want to be here. And that's what these two guys were saying. As we open the book of Proverbs, I see them, they're leaving. They're physically grabbing their bags and they're leaving. And I'm saying, yeah, maybe I should go with them. And then two other guys get spoken out of the roll call, so to speak. Hey, you guys go pack up. You're going down early. You're being blessed out early. Those were the words. I thought, blessed out early. Hmm. Wait, I want that. That's a better way to go. That's a better way. And <laughs> all of a sudden, I had these, this renewed understanding of what I really wanted. Yeah. That's beautiful. And Proverbs 14, 14 says that a backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. And I heard that like I've never had ears to hear before. I didn't know the word backslider was in the Bible. I always heard it was somebody who, yeah, <laughs> that's just what they did. And then I found myself, that was me. I was in my heart speaking those words. Oh, I don't need this place. I got to get out of here. Yeah. But then the voice that just rang true, but a good man will be blessed from above. Mm. And that was as both of those scenarios were taking place so in clear. front of me. So loud, so clear. Do you want Alex to be blessed by me? Come or on. do you want that? Yeah. The grunge that was walking by me with the sour face, with the ugly words, with the cussing, with the death all over them. They were like walking zombies. I could see it finally. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, I think I'll just stay. Lord, I think I'll just stay. Because yeah. yeah, you're speaking man. pretty loud to me right now. And that was like the was it the beginning of he hearing God's word? Yeah. I was I was reading it and hearing it. In such a new way. Sometimes we've got to go, you know what? Don't look at the scoreboard. Just keep going. Just stay on it. And the people that are listening, I know for a fact, I feel so sure, like Matt wow. felt sharing with his Audi Volkswagen friend who I would never have anything in common with because <laughs> I can't fix anything like that. But there's somebody who's in that walk right now. There's somebody who looks good on the outside, but's empty on the inside. And there's all sorts of people who know people who are in that place, who can share this conversation with them because there is hope, because there are changes. Because after you got changed, you know, something happened and boy, there's just a brand new day for you. You've been helping those people that are in the same position, their flavor, the same life that you used to have. And that wasn't something I signed up for. I just surrendered to God. It's a moment where I said, I don't know what the next year is going to bring. See, I always had to have a plan. Mm. I always had to have a goal. I always had three, five year out. You know, this is where Alex is going to be. And God just raced it all. He says, no, that's not what you need. What you need is just to follow me now. Because I understood these words that Paul wrote so clear. In, in Galatians 6, 3, he says, when I think I'm something when I'm nothing, I deceive myself. 
And I used to think I was so the many different things, and, mm -hmm. and yet that's not what God called me to be. Rather, you reap what you sow, he says after that. Don't you know a man reaps what he sows? If, if you, keep, you keep sowing into these ideas that you're something when you're really nothing. You're deceiving yourself, and you're not doing God's purpose. You're doing your purpose. Mm -hmm. I had to surrender that idea of who I thought I was and understand that I reap what I sow, so I want to start sowing something different. Mm -hmm. Glory. See, I had to start sowing some love and some compassion for others because I had been receiving it so much. Now I understand the parables just a little bit better. When Jesus is talking, he says, a man goes out into a field and finds a treasure. What? I think I found a treasure. How did he find it? He was seeking. You can't find something if you're not seeking. Good so point. I started becoming a seeker. I got to seek for the kingdom of God. Okay, that's what I need to do. If, I, if you read it, you got to find out what is that. Yeah. And the kingdom of God is right here. It's worth, right here with you. Yeah. It's in you. It's around you. It's not of this world. And so I started to sow into that idea. And as that fruit started to produce from that, I couldn't help but to make my plans his plans. Yeah. Hey, Alex, tell me this, because I think this will be an encouragement for me. I've heard recently you had a day off, and uh, you ran into somebody that needed some help. Oh, God. And, and you kind Seriously. Of, like, like so many yeah. people that are on the show, Linda Hoffman included, they didn't uh. want to. Oh, they didn't want to love you, Lord, but you know what? I got this boat. I got this thing to do. <laughs> I got, I got this somewhere. plan. This is, it's my day off. Do Lord, you, you see the calendar? <laughs> oh. and, and so in that situation, because so many people, they run into that. Mm. How would you encourage people who you know just get called even when they don't want to? You think about being ready in season and out of mm. season. I am not in season on my day off. <laughs> I chose to take this day off. God, don't you understand? <laughs> this is my, and do you hear the words? My day. My, my that me, came my. so clear to me. I actually didn't take a day. I took a week off, man. And this week had things on the agenda that I have been putting off, putting off, putting off. So day one, I didn't get up at, at any early hour. You know, your body wakes up and you casually get your stuff together, go do what you wanted to do. This was to work on a specific part of the boat. And my boat is out next against a fence, which is down a street that um, many people walk by who yell at the world and scream and cuss and just lost in there. The demons are on them and it's just that life is right there. I heard this man yelling. And in my spirit, I just said, Lord, not now. <laughs> not now. Just you, so honest, Did man. you just see, I just finished my cup of coffee, did set it up on, see? and I had the tools right where I needed them. I was ready to dig in deep. And here was this voice in the wilderness, just, help. <laughs> Is anybody out there? Well, here I was, the anybody. Oh. And, and so I had to eventually <clears throat> just stop and talk to God about it. Lord. Do you want me? And it was like, I didn't get the owl out of my mouth. He said, yes, get over there. Talk to this man. This man had a crutch. He had a wrap around his knee. He wasn't walking real good. He had a dog that was wanting to just die. It was a very hot day. And he's at the gate on the other side of my building, just screaming for anybody who had ears to listen. I need help. I can't go anymore. I am done. 
I said, listen, can you make it to this shade over here? Now, he's on the other side of the fence. I can't get him through the fence, but I can help him get to the shade. Let's encourage the man to get to the shade. And then I said, listen, I'm going to get some water. Can you use some water? Yes, I need some water. How about your dog? Did you? Yes, my dog. Look at the dog's just flat. <laughs> the dog was, I felt sorry more for the dog than I did him. Is that sad? <laughs> <laughs> You're a pet lover. I loved them both. I loved them both. I made sure that their needs were met in that area. And I got a, a friend to help. But it was, now what can I do for you? Well, I, I need to get over there, wherever over there was. I said, well, here's what I can do. I can open this gate and get you a shortcut. Can you use a shortcut? Yeah, I can use a shortcut. And so I got him to where there was lunch being served next door. Mm. And then I prayed over him. I said, look it, I'm just going to pray over you. Well, I could use that. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. Do you remember what you say sometimes when you say those? Hardly but ever. it was encouraging words. And he, it, there was a pep in his step with his crutch, and he got to where he needed to be. Now, that's not the end of the story. Because I had to resolve everything that was going on in my flesh and apologize to the Father. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was. I was, took so long to answer that guy. He was yelling for way too long. And I heard his first yell. Do you know how you just put it off? Yeah. That's not for me. That's, that's got to be for someone else. That's got someone else go. Send someone else, Lord. It's so important. Mm. It's so true. And the very next day, would you not believe it happened again? But this time I was ready because mm. I had been trained the day before. Oh, cool. The, this next gentleman showed up and the sun's beating down. And he's got no hair on his head and his sweat is dripping. And I looked up at him. I said, brother, you need a hat. Now I got a hat on my head. He looks at me, he goes, well, I agree. Do you have a hat? <laughs> and then I spoke. <laughs> I spoke it. Why, you better have a hat, Alex. <laughs> I thought about it and go, I got one on my head, but this is all sweaty. It's got my sweat. I said, just a minute. I remembered I had another hat in the back of my truck, a couple feet away. Went over, grabbed that hat. It was a fishing hat. It had the little, you know, the part that covers your neck shade, on the back, yeah, the shade yeah. on the back. And he looked at that hat and he goes, that's a hat. <laughs> that's what I need. And he put it on gladly. He said, do you need water? Do you? He said, no. He had two bags that he just picked up from donations. And he was digging in his bag to give me something. Mm. What a great transaction this was. Yes. So much different than the day before. We had a connection. And I felt we had a connection because I got out of myself. Yeah. Because I, I learned the day before. Preach. <laughs> when I was so into myself. I was so into who I was and what I wanted to do and what my plans were, and God had to rattle my cage. Yeah. Look at the people are everywhere. Everywhere we turn, they're there. It just matters where, whether I'm on the spiritual connection with that or not. Jesus says, you put on love. <laughs> That's a thing I have to put on. I got to wake up in the morning and put that on. Yeah, That doesn't come naturally. I got to think about that. You ask me, come and sit down and, and chat and, and all the things go on here what will we talk about lord i'll give you the words yeah there you just show up just put on love and go okay and, and once i heard that it was like no worries no problem yeah, right just on. go <laughs> the lord really does have purposes for this we get feedback from people who are impacted because there's somebody listening or many people that are listening that are in a place similar to yours mm -hmm. and they need encouragement. They need to hear that they don't necessarily need to be a spiritual giant. They need to be available. They need to say yes and then see what God does. 
And that's the thing that's encouraging to me is that we're in a large family, a huge family. And I know you're out there and you're doing your thing that he has called you to do the best you possibly can. And there's somebody else working in the school system and there's somebody else in social services and there's somebody else that's taking care of some elderly people that really need help. We're a family and as long as we're saying yes, we're accomplishing the purposes of God. What I'd like you to do is to pray for those people right now that are listening who may be discouraged, that may just saw a parade of five people that they invested in that don't look like they're going anywhere special. So I would just like you to release a blessing and an encouragement to them. Would you do that? Yeah, that is awesome. I relate to that because I see them all around the city Mm -hmm. that have come through, and they had health for a minute, and now they're all sucked up again and swallowed by the world. Father, we come into that understanding right now that you have a plan for each and every one of them, that it's not our plan. We would like them to be healed completely and changed from the inside out radically like you've changed us. But it's up to us to first get radically changed and then model that. So may each and every one of us put on your love today a little more than we did yesterday, that every day would be a a wake-up call as we open our eyes in the morning to have your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and know that it's you're in control we're not in control but we can help by being vessels of honor instead of vessels of dishonor that you would use these bodies these members within our body to impact this world that is there are really a bunch of walking zombies lord around us that maybe we can say something with a smile that we can say things with our mouth that will encourage someone who's looking down and out. They're walking down the street and they look at the ground instead of lifting up their eyes and looking you in the face and asking someone their name, maybe. It might be just a simple gesture of, of kindness. Here's a bottle of water. Do you, you need a bottle of water? And engage more people in our life that, that you've put in our sphere of influence. And yes. for those who, like Kevin, has had that discouragement, God, let that not be a discouragement, Lord, but let that be a, an encouragement to maybe spend more intimate time with people as uh, we walk past them so many times and we don't stop and engage them. God, may that be a little a, a boost in those who are maybe being shy about who you are and how to present you to people. Mm-hmm. God, light the fire. That's the word that I heard this morning, mm. that you would ignite the flame that is in there. Blow the embers that are just smoldering, but blow them back into a flame. Yes. And we'll be excited about who you are. I know that we overcome the enemy, the adversary, by the blood of the lamb and our testimony. We have got to have your blood in us, your life-giving spirit. Because mm-hmm. without you, this is nothing. We need that. May we receive that part of you. God, that your spirit speaks and we would walk in what you speak, what is written. And so if we need to know what's written, we need to read more. We need to get more into your word and then be doers of that word. I pray that blessing over every person that's listening who would get that, that what there's lacking in their life, if there's something lacking, let them find it in your word. Thank you for this opportunity we get to share you, share your life and how you live it. And that we be overcomers, Lord God, overcomers of this flesh, that we are no longer flesh, but we are life-giving spirits living in this flesh, and we would conquer this flesh by putting it to death daily 
Amen. Amen, amen. Workers understand that they're sent, and they say yes to that. Mm, come on. Thank you for saying yes. No, amen. Amen.